Hello everyone, this is day three of EGX. EGX Odyssey. That's right, it's day three. So uh, day three has been a bit mad. We've got loads of stuff to talk to you about. Just a bit mad, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I guess first, in the words of Danny Crane, roll it down music. So now the intro music's done. Um, right, yes, yeah, so we're at day three. I can't remember, did we record anything this morning? I don't think we did. No, because we talked... Mind you, enough's happened today, I think. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So I guess we just need to go back through all of the things that we called today. Um, so yeah, day three, uh, Saturday, has been absolutely tip-top, absolutely amazing. So, um, mm. Squidge, why don't you start us off with what you kind of went and did this morning, then uh. ran back to the hotel for. <laughs> so we, we, we set off this morning with the full intention of trying to get to Final Fantasy VII. Um, so Jay joined the queue. He was going nowhere fast. I decided I was going to try and get... I've, I bought a lot of merch anyway, but there was I wanted to get something for someone, a good friend of mine. And I was looking around, and I went towards the art prints. And a quick look. And um, I saw something. I investigated something, which made me turn around and make very quick haste back to the hotel. I think a beeline or run like hell or yes. something like those. Yeah. So I, I didn't run, but I made a beeline straight back for the uh, hotel. Gotta go fast. And um, I picked up my passport. Because the passport was required. Passport was required. Indeed. In the meantime, I, I, I rung Jay and I told him what I was doing, which I'll reveal in a second. And he asked <laughs> me to get his water bottle. So I got his water bottle and made haste to go back. I went back and I talked to a very nice person and set, set up an appointment for later on that day. That appointment, I went to a stand called Ink Fusion Corp. Wasn't it? Ink Fusion Corp. I'm sure we can Google yeah, it later. Like that. Yeah. Right? Ink Fusion. And I'm booked to get a tattoo done. Yes. I've been wanting to get a tattoo of some description for 10 years. And on a whim today, I got one. Well, not on a whim. I noticed that on the EGX website, which wasn't that easy to navigate, um, that right at the bottom was um, an Ink Fest zone or something it was called. Mm -hmm. And it said on the website, you've got to book in advance. And I thought, oh, well, maybe some other time. Not realising that when I went this morning and I saw it, and most of the booths were three, free, um, as in no one was getting work done. Um, I made a U-turn, came back, talked to a very nice person called Vicky, and um, picked some out and got a time slot for later on that day. And I have got it now. It um, it's recovering. It's looking very angry. Because <laughs> um, it's still the first day, but I got, I, uh, I got it done, which would an hour and forty-five minutes. Not bad considering I don't like needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was it, right? We'll go into who said it in a minute, but someone had said that they have the utmost, <laughs> utmost respect for you, considering that you have a fear of needles. 
quite a bad one as well, yeah. And you had the tattoo done anyway. Mm. I think it's a testament to you and to the tattoo artist as well. Mm. The fact that you could both get through that together, like helping each other out. Well, the thing was, I sort of sat down and she said to me, right, I'm just going to do a little line with no ink, just so you can feel it. It's, it's, if you decide to go back on it, it's not going to scare. And she yeah. just went, she, she did it. And I just looked at her and said, let's do this. Let's and do she this. just started. Like and it. it it felt basically like a scratch. Like a dull cat scratch. Okay. Like if you're itching your arm and you go a bit too far before you draw blood. Yeah, yeah. That sort of feeling. That's all it was. Okay. So for anyone in the past, not that I'll listen to this, but anyone in the past that ever told me tattoos hurt like hell, you're a bunch of wusses. <laughs> Simple as. Either yeah. you don't have the same mental conditioning I have. So I'll find out that whilst Squidge was arranging this, not whilst he was having it done, mm. as he alluded to earlier on, I was standing in the queue for Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> was. I stood in the queue for an hour and took a grand total of about three steps. Now, the problem is that everybody wants to play Final Fantasy VII. And it's Saturday. Yes. Saturday is the busiest day. Uh, I knew it would be, and I did keep saying. I mean, if you go back and listen to these, Jay, you'll hear yourself saying... Get it done before Saturday, because it'll be blooming busy. Anyway, <laughs> they had, I want to say, about 50 PS4s set up, so you could play them. No, a bit less than that, yeah. It, it was, was about no, 30, I think. Yeah, around, th- around 30 PS4s, right? Which means that at, a t- at any one time, 30 people can be played. Problem is that it's a, a section that is half an hour to three quarters of an hour long. And you have a three-quarter of an hour play time um, with maybe a five, ten-minute changeover. The problem is that if you're sat playing and one of the Sony assistants comes over and goes, because I saw this so many times, yeah, excuse me, your time's up now, you have to leave. And they go, no, no, five more minutes, five more minutes. They have to wait until you've actually decided to get out the chair and move because they have to clear all of the PlayStations and reset all of the PlayStations before they can let the next cohort through. So yeah. even if there's 29 of them, let's say that there were 30 of them, even if there's 29 ready to go that have been reset, that have been powered off, powered back on, and loaded the game, and the and the loading the press start screen is there ready. All it takes is for one person one to person. screw it up, and it adds up. Yeah. That'll add up to maybe half an hour, maybe an hour lost during the day, just for yeah. people to go, five more minutes. So... You decided against it, didn't you? Yeah. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it. But... We did both get our pictures taken with a real life-size, real heavy buster sword. Yes, that was the other thing. Um, and you'll have to check Twitter and, I guess, our Facebook page for pictures for that. Because um, what I'm going to do, I've decided, Squidge, what I'm going to do is, when we get back to Normalville... Cakeland. Cakeland for you and Normalville for me. Um, I am going to put together the show notes for these episodes when I get a chance. Hopefully before we do the next episode, whenever that is. Mm. Um and that way people can see all the pictures and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, but yeah, so definitely check out our Twitter for now. Uh, you'll see pictures of, uh, did you post a picture of you? I've, I don't With know what I posted, sword. No. Well, even no. if you haven't, we'll put it in the show notes we'll, once we'll, we get we'll around to it. We'll do it later. We'll get around to it at some point, yeah. So then uh, we then decided, right, we're going to go sit. We ran into the bee and Bexky yeah. and her friend Simon. Yep. And uh, we all decided to go have a sit in a chill in the chill out area. But on the way over, we saw something in the Fringe Theatre, which was a bunch of people playing a bunch of uh, silly games. That was games. after the uh, had to disappear, didn't he? 
Yeah, you did, yeah. We went to go sit in the chill-out area. That was full. Yeah. So then we went to the game-playing area. Yeah. And we ended up playing with a normal pack of cards. Yeah, but we played Kitty Masquerade or something stupid like that. Catapocalypse. That was yeah, it. Yeah, Kitty, something like, Kitty something Catapocalypse. Something like that. It was it was a weird card game. Yeah, it was fun, but it was weird. Yeah. We ended up playing um, Pontoon or Go Fish, Fish or it whatever fish. it was. We played yeah. Fish. With uh, Tomb Raider branded playing standard playing cards. Then got told to hoof it because we're not playing their games. Well, very politely said, could you, could you please leave? Well, that happened after uh, the next bit. Yes. So I got this text message. You know, reach over. That's his phone, by the way. Yeah. And I have a look. And, uh, hey guys, whereabouts are you? Reply, we're in the chill out zone. We're in the ga- uh, gaming area right next to the chill out zone. A couple of minutes later. Hey! And I look up and there's Dylan and Adrian from the Arcade Attack crew so that was cool um and then keith turned up and that was cool i introduced them to everybody that was with us dylan uh adrian and keith and i and uh, adrian and keith had some of their little ones we all went and got a couple of drinks um i think keith was on the coca-cola and dylan and adrian and i were on the uh <clears throat> alcohol fizzy water yeah that's the one dizzy water, <laughs> dizzy water. Uh, and then at that point, uh, we were told to leave the gaming area because we weren't really gaming. Um, I'm not sure what happened. To, I think Bexky and... We, the, we, you went to go get beers and that took a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we sort of wrapped up our game. We sort of started to wander off. Yeah, then yeah. I started following you guys. We, we we said bye, not before getting a, a photo, a group photo. Yeah, yeah. B came back for that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Point. So we got a group photo of that, which I'm quite pleased at. Um, then... I went with you guys to the Death Trap Dungeon. Yeah. We, so, we, so we went over to the indie area because uh, Adrian kept going, we're going to go see Stu. We're going to go see Stu. He's a genius. It's brilliant. Proper gaming legend. Stu, Stu, let's go see Stu. At which point we were like, who's Stu? Yeah, yeah. Which Stu? I, who's started, Stu? I started asking uh, Dylan what was going on. He's like, Stu, Stu Cambridge. You know, Stu Cambridge. And I'm like, cannon fodder Stu Cambridge? Yes. Yeah, I didn't hear that part. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I when there was me, him, and who was I talking to? I forget. You were talking to Dylan. Yeah, I was. There was me, Dylan, and Stu talking, and we're talking about like retro stuff. Oh um, no, that was you, Adrian, and yeah, me, me, Adrian, and, and uh, Stu. Stu. Yeah, yeah, we talk about retro stuff. Like a lot of it seems interchangeable. The artwork's pretty much the same. Yeah. It doesn't really stand out when we were talking about like the olden days. You know, putting the cartridge in and stuff. I know we had an inkling that I was talking to someone in the business. When, because I didn't know who Stu was, right? The, when he said, oh, I remember when I was working on Aladdin back in the day. And my brain just went, you're talking to someone who's in the industry. Oh, crap. I don't know who he is. Uh, <laughs> we started talking about that. You, you, we, um, we got a photo with him. Uh, Jay's got Myra and eyes at him, if you look at the photo. Um, I'm just pointing with a big smile on my face. But it was at that point that I said, guys, I've got to go. Because I had to hover it across the entire dome and start my tattoo. Yes. So whatever happened with them after that, whatever drinking went on and whatever, I have no idea because I was too busy getting perforated. Indeed. So there you are getting perforated. <laughs> um, Dylan, Adrian, Keith and I uh, went and played some old, old, old school games. We were on the pinball. We were on uh, the 32X version of Space Harrier, which apparently is arcade perfect. Uh, we then had a look at the Outrun and TMNT games. You know what? I would love to hear um, Adrian's thoughts on the 32X version of 
space area and the actual arcade cabinet space area. That would be quite cool. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we, we got started on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, unfortunately, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, credit button for Donnie didn't work, but it did for the other three characters. Um, and Adrian, in conjunction with two of the little ones that were, the, that were there, um, completed TMNT, the arcade game, for some real proper total power. Each with about 192 continues. <laughs> so, yeah, that went well. Very excitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we went over to, um, is it, oh my goodness, I want to say it's Pete's Prince, Pete's Arts, where you got your globe thing from that we haven't talked about. Yeah, it's something like that. I'm, I'm still yeah. not going to, to be No, honest. that's fine. No, that's fine. Because uh, um, the arcade attack dudes wanted to buy one. And they'd, they'd talked to him before and had him on the, uh, on the oh. website. So that was pretty cool. Um, and at that point, it was time to come over and check out how your tattoo was doing. Yeah, to see me getting perforated. I'm That's looking very chill at the same time. Yeah, I felt yeah. very chill. Yeah, there was a lot. I, of that. I had, I, had, uh, I, had um, I was in a zen. Yeah, I was, well, I, was, I was in a space. There was no screaming or nothing. Do you remember? I didn't what, even feel it. Do you remember what you said when I uh, when I asked you how you felt? I was like, "How's it feel? How's it feel?" And you went, "It's all right. Bee stings." And then the uh, the, the tattoo artist, Tori, the tattoo uh, artist, Jinx. Well, Jinx. sorry, Jinx, yeah. the tattoo artist. Tell, tell me you're in excruciating pain. And I said very calmly, I'm in an excruciating amount of pain. At which point I said, yep, it's, uh, after this we'll go for ice cream, burritos and a burger. <laughs> so all three and bad. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, and it was at that point um, the rest uh, the, the arcade attack crew came over. Yeah, yeah. And who was it that was pointing and smiling? Oh, that would have been Dylan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was pointing and smiling, and I just instinctively said, you know, you don't have to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was just weird because that that was there, and then then the B turned up with mm. some of the people he was meeting. Yeah, so that was cool being able to introduce um, Adrian and Dylan to the B. That was pretty cool. Which they 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 obviously know of because they listen to us. Yeah, yeah, but now they know of yeah. like what he looks yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> and how tall he's not. Yeah, matching names to faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah but then. You know, I, I, I didn't know whatever else. You went to the Beyond Steel Sky at some point, didn't you? Yeah. Because you tried that yourself yeah, that morning. I tried, tried Beyond the, Beyond the Steel Sky, which is uh, an interesting game to play. Um, I'd love to see it when it comes out. I maybe need to remind myself the story of Beneath the Steel Sky first. But it's another one of those cyberpunk style... Um, it was it was a trendsetter when it came out. Story-based, story-based games. Mega so, trendsetter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely worth revisiting that if you haven't. If you've never played it, definitely revisit. I'm pretty sure it's on GOG, and there's a version for all of the app stores. Definitely take a look. Probably, it is. Yeah. If, if it didn't set the trend, it certainly helped it. Yeah, exactly. It helped it get yeah. that genre yes. of point and click on the map. Yeah. But before all of that happened, I had the great pleasure to interview the folks who are making Adventure in Alien. Yes. Is it Alien? Uh, well, I said Alien, they said Alion, so it's probably Alion. <laughs> but it's spelled A-E-L-L-I-O-N, so... M-O-E-O-S-E. Yeah, right, <laughs> so you can see why I'm saying Alion, but Alion, or whatever it is, right? Um, and what we'll do is we'll splice that interview in here. Okay, so I'm, I'm here on the EGX floor with uh, Luke from Adventure in Alien. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Luke. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. It's great to be uh, chatting with you today. So I'm just wondering, uh, could you give us a quick um, elevator pitch of Adventure in Alien? The, the short elevator pitch I can think of is just... It is a, both a single and multiplayer adventure game. You have your open world, your dungeons, puzzles, your town, cities, bunch of characters, and you can either play it by yourself or with friends. It's all drop in, drop out, multiplayer. We've got it working local um, at the minute, working with um, 
the Steam, Steam networking to bring full online. But in the future, we will be using our own networking skills to bring hopefully some crossplay when we inevitably release on consoles. Cool. Okay. So currently, PC, but inevitably, we're going to open out to oh, yeah. a number we're, of consoles. Not every. Obviously, you can't say which ones. Uh, early access at the minute is planned for a February March on on just Windows on Steam. Okay. Uh, we have been looking at Linux, but we we want to be confident in the Linux build before we say that we'll sure, do that. Sure. Then every few months we'll be doing builds up until about a year and a half, and then we will release the full version on PC and consoles at the time. That's cool. I like that you're, you're, you're looking to release on Linux. Um, I'm a Linux and Unix user myself, uh, so uh, my only chance to play like the AAA titles like these guys, like you know what you're making is uh, when 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 uh, Steam when the guys at Valve released Proton. But obviously you can't support that. If I decide to try and run your game on my Linux machine using Proton it, and it breaks, it's not your fault, it's mine. So, yeah. But I, I like that you're, you're at least looking I, I do have a few Linux friends, so it's just fun to just try and support as many platforms as possible. That's, that's why you know, I've always liked the idea of also like mobile development, see, see how much you can get out of different hardware. So the idea of getting it on different operating systems, is, it's not just an audience thing, it's also like a fun thing to do on the side as well. Sure, yeah, sure. So like... Um, so in my sort of day job, I'm a contractor.net developer, and I recently got myself a Nintendo Switch, just partially to play it, but also like, hey, if I don't, if I download Unreal, I'll see if I can make something for it. Yeah. And that's kind of the fun of it, is just see what you can make, right? Yeah. The, the, the hardware is an interesting one to play about with, like, not, not that I can speak much to the modding scene, but it's, it's very interesting what people will do with any hardware they're given, whether it's a Raspberry Pi, a Switch back when they used to make supercomputers with PlayStation 3s, all, all that yeah. kind of thing. Still very excited me. It's all above my head. I don't get it, but it's very exciting that they do it. Uh, one of my favorite stories is actually from my dad, who back in the 90s um, had to network together a PC running uh, MS-DOS 3, um, a Mac at the time, and a Linux machine, yeah. all without using dedicated translation hardware for networking. And he did it all by himself. Wow. That's his little pet project for a few weeks. Wow. In the days before Google and Stack Overflow. And yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine how you would get through that. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Cool. So um, so you've mentioned it can do multiplayer drop-in, drop-out. Yeah. And you've said you've got it working locally and you will yes. be working on a, like a server infrastructure. Yes. At, at, at the minute, um, we're trying to use the Steam networking. And in the future, we'd like to use our own network code but uh, we will not be running dedicated servers. We will have a host player, and then people will be able to connect to them. At the minute, it's limited to four, just because the way that we've built the game. But we will actually, we, we have been looking at expanding that, and uh, early next month, we will be bringing it to a local university, get it running on 30 machines, and see how many people we can uh, safely connect to each other. So think we, we are not going for an MMO or, uh, or that kind of thing. We are just saying, how many how many friends could we realistically all get playing a co-op adventure game together? Okay, that's cool. Again, it's that sort of experimentation in it. We built this tech, see what we can do with it. Yeah, we've I had like a um, we've had a few streamers come on by who said, who's, who when I've told them that idea, they think it's very exciting because a lot of people, you know, have two or three friends, uh, maybe more. But this guy, he streams with uh, seven other people uh, as a group. They so you know your Call of Duties, your CS:GOs. Um, and so they think, yeah, that, that will be very exciting if you, know, you can 
get all eight of us just in an adventure game together. That would be pretty cool, yeah. It's not just the dungeons though, is it? Because like I'm looking across now and I can see two people in a dungeon, yeah. um, I think, working together. And yes, there's another person, another person just like sort of wandering around the, uh, the, the universe, I guess, the world. Yeah. But it looks genuinely very pretty, I've got to say. Right. You know, um, and you know, there's another person who's just joining in. So with these yeah. four machines, can they literally join each other's game? Or? So these four machines are networked together. Um, it's drop in, drop out. We've, we've had a bit of fun today because we, we, we just have a one button connect, which means that sometimes we can get a bit of fun when only two people want to play with each other. We don't want them connected to one other person's world accidentally. Right, but the idea is we will keep that one button in for um, LAN parties to just all quickly connect together. So, but it's, it's been a bit fun at this event, having strangers imagine, connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we had a uh, journalist yesterday playing with just a complete uh, stranger who just was just here to play the game. And they, they had a fair bit of fun together. This is exciting to see that. That's cool. Um, so we've, a lot of people seem to be getting lost in the, uh, the time of day. <laughs> as it's, so as we've, as we've been here, it's not just been about the press, it's not just been about getting an audience, it's also been a bit about guinea pigs. Right, seeing, yeah, yeah. seeing these people break our game. I've got a, got a nice yeah. long list on my phone of, <laughs> of bugs that have happened in the last few days. Yeah. But again, that's, that's the idea behind like the, the early access and showing it off, isn't it? So like, yeah. like I said, I'm a developer in, in real life, I guess. And that's the thing that I want to, when I'm making software, I want to get it out to whoever I'm making software for as yeah. quickly as possible. And technically, these folks who are playing are potentially the customers. Yeah. Get it out to them as soon as possible. Let them find any of the books that you can't find. You got big lists of stuff to yeah. fix. What's what's been important for me is I do not want to release an early access game that is buggy or is glitchy. I want to release a early access game with the polished gameplay, but it just doesn't have all the content in yet. So that's why we've decided to do um, email signups. Yeah. With the email signups, you put your email down, and then we will release uh, to you um, keys for Steam. That will let you join in, beta test, break the game for us on the, in the run-up to the early access release so that hopefully we can push out a nice polished early access build and then as we work from there we just focus on adding content rather than fixing a broken game. Okay, so cool. We, we, we understand that just because a game's got that early access tag on it does, doesn't mean that the average consumer is going to judge it like that. Of course. They're going to pay for a game, they're going to judge it based on how much they paid for it. Yeah. So I, I want everyone to be satisfied with this game when it comes out. Okay, so where can people go to find out more about the game then? If they're listening in, what's yeah. the best place for them to... So we have um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram pages. We have a YouTube channel. Only got the trailer up there at the minute, but I'm sure in the future we'll have more, maybe some dev devlogs. We have a website, adventureinelion.com. It's all the, all of our game pages are just Adventure in Elion. So you, you type that in, you'll be able to find us pretty quick. Okay, cool. Uh, one last question then. Where did the, the name come from? Obviously, the adventure in I get because you're on an adventure in uh, Alien. But where our, is our original working title was just the adventure game? Right, I see. Um, but as as I was creating the lore for the world, um, writing the different regions, the actual world itself was called Alien. So as we were thinking more about the title, I was like, well, that's easy. You've got the name Alien, so adventure in Alien seems to roll nicely off the tongue with just the adventure game. Get a bit of hopefully a, a branding going there that people can yeah, easily yeah. recognize the name and say hey what are you playing the adventure game which one exactly right yeah <laughs> um, excellent okay 
No, it's been brilliant catching up with you and having a chat with you. Cool. Uh, I can't wait to see it, um, like to be able to play it uh, when it comes out. And uh, perhaps maybe we can connect again and you know have a chat when it comes out and you can give us a little bit more background. Excellent. If you're free or whatever. Definitely, I'll definitely Excellent, be able to yeah. that. Excellent, Thanks very much, Thank you man. so much. And now that we're back, um, yeah, so we had that lovely interview with... Uh, mm. Well... Well, okay, I had the lovely interview, you didn't. Um, I, I, I had other things to do with it. Indeed, so. indeed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, whilst I remember, I want to thank two people for setting up that one and the Kung Fu Jesus one from day one, and that's uh, John mm. and Lucy. I want to thank those two because they've really helped out. Um, mm. They they helped out set that up because uh, they were for from A Game If You Are, which is, as far as I can tell, a kind of... PR helping company. Um, I'm sure that's really, um, you know, reducing down what they do, but, you know, they, they, they do good work. Yeah. You know, they teamed us up with uh, some awesome games creators. So they're good, they're good people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think after that, once the arcade attack folks had gone and you'd recovered from the 30 seconds you needed to recover from your having your tattoo, and it wasn't even 30 seconds, was it? No, it we, just looked angry at the end. Yeah, we hightailed <laughs> it back here. Went out into town to get some uh, dinner, but for me it was lunch. Mm. And then we come back here. So day three, right? Although it doesn't sound like we've done a lot, we've done a huge amount. We've met a gaming legend. Um, that and yeah, Twitter's been blowing up today as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely check out. So the reason that uh, Stu was there is because he has been working alongside Branching Narrative to make a game called Death Trap Dungeon. Now, Death Trap Dungeon, you'll be going, you'll be saying to me, "Oh, but Jay, that was a game for the PC, like in the mid '90s." Well, that game is based on a series of books, primarily written by Ian, Ian Livingston, mm. and those books are the Choose Your Own Adventure books. So, the cool thing about the new uh, Ian Livingston's Dun- Death Trap Dungeon—you got that wrong—is mm. that it's um, uh, is Eddie Marzen. If, yeah, if you don't know Eddie Marzen, uh, if you've seen Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, any of Ray and Donovan, uh, Ray Donovan, the Sherlock Holmes movies with uh, the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie, the first one, Hancock, uh, World's End, Atomic Blonde, he's been in all of those movies. He's been in a lot of other stuff, but you'll primarily probably know him from one of those. Now, essentially, the gimmick for this game is the first book. Now, it is the first book with some extra stuff in it. Because um, I was talking to one of the developers. It is the first book with some extra stuff in it, but it is essentially, he sits on a chair and reads the book to you. And it sounds really boring, but he's doing a dramatic performance of the of the reading of the book. And you get um, prompts on screen, not too dissimilar to uh, the Netflix special Bandersnatch. So go check out our episode on that. <laughs> the Bandersnatch episode. Um, but it's not too dissimilar to that. And you get... Uh, and some of, as with Bandersnatch, some of the choices you have to to actually click. You have like a few seconds to make your decision. And others, it will just literally sit there and wait for your response. Mm. Um, now, we know because we were talking to them, there is an early build of the game for iOS and Android, but they aren't releasing it just yet. They are hoping to get it out to Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android before primary gifting period. Mm. So definitely keep an eye open for that one because it's Christmas for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's our personal name for primary gifting period. Mm. But yes, um, keep an eye open for that one because that looks really good. Um, It does. It does look good. The the dramatic reading is quite awesome. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So definitely keep an eye out for that. So so that was we tried and failed. I tried and failed to play Final Fantasy VII. Got the Buster Sword pictures. You, you you played beneath the steel sky. I played beyond the steel sky because beyond, beyond, beyond the steel sky. Beyond. You got your tattoo. We hung out with the uh, arcade attack dudes. We hung out. They, with... They went to um, beyond the steel sky at some point as well. Didn't they, they did. Uh, they, yeah. they get those. Um, yeah, yeah. Signed, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So at Beyond the Steel Sky, they had um, comic books that basically tell you part of the story of Beneath the Steel Sky. And Dylan got his signed, which was amazing. Yeah, right? You just have to ask for these things, Squidge. That's all you got to do. Right? Yeah, I haven't so been to one of these we did all of those. We hung out with Bexky again, because Bexky is awesome. She's a really you nice should person. definitely check out some of her streams. And if you can see her live <laughs> doing speed runs, definitely. Also, because there's a good chance you'll listen to this. Hi, Bexky. Hey, Bexky. Because you said you would. I'm holding you <laughs> to it. I think that's basically our entire day, wasn't it? Mm. That yeah. and sort of, the, there's been a lot of conversations and stuff on Twitter. And yeah, yeah. So we've so. been posting pictures and conversations and stuff. But yes, definitely. So I want to give personal personal shout-outs to Bexky, because she's awesome. Simon, because he's awesome. The Bee, because he's awesome. All of the Arcade Attack folks that we met today. There's, a, there's uh, Rob we didn't get to meet, but... Adrian, Dylan, and Keith. They're awesome. Uh, you Stu, got to spend more time with them than I did. But. Stu, the absolute bloody legend. Gaming legend. Yes, and his the team that he's working with at uh, Branching Narrative. All of those folks, thank you ever so much. Uh, yeah. Also, just really strange. I, I, obviously, when I realised who he was, yeah. I, was, I was a little bit, oh, crap. But then yeah. it was really weird because it's just going to sound really awful, but it was just like I was talking to, to someone. It wasn't like, you know, when you sort of... Yeah, think, you're not starstruck. You're not going, you're, oh my goodness. You're not starstruck or you're not talking to a celebrity. Earth. Down yeah. to earth. It was down to earth and it was really weird. Hmm. Um, coming from a background of, you know, I, I talk to people who are on a regular basis who are very up themselves in my personal life. Well. I've, I've just got used to it. But to speak to someone who actually wants to know your opinion. Exactly. You know, and responds well to it is really strange to me. Exactly. So it's 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 weird. Learning curve, but yeah. weird, yeah. Big shout-outs to those folks, because mm. they're all awesome. We're not sure what we're going to do with day four yet. Uh, there's one or two things that are left on the list. Like, I'd love to give Final Fantasy VII an actual play. I've seen enough gameplay of it and seen enough of people getting frustrated with parts of the gameplay. The I, interesting I... thing is that you're not allowed to take any um, film of it, and you're not really supposed to take a photograph of it whilst you're playing but they don't police the people walking past taking photographs of it. Um, the, the, the PR reasons for that are um, if someone looks bored or frustrated, they don't want that. It's the negative sentiment related to the images, yeah. right? But the the game itself, from what I could see so far and from what I've ascertained by asking people who've played it, is it's action RPG style with an ATB. So you can run up and you can mash the attack button. Somebody was saying it's a lot like Final Fantasy Twelve mash the attack button to do low level attacks uh, a couple of times and then when your ATB is full you hit the button to bring up the menu that way you get your abilities summons magic items the, 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 the gameplay sort of freezes while you make your decision yeah. and then you do whatever and similar to like the Dragon Quest games, you can assign a sort of characteristic to the other characters in your party, so they will automatically attack or heal or defend. Kind of like a paradigm. Yeah, right. Final so Fantasy you'll 13, say, if you've ever played that. Yeah, so you can say Barrett, be offensive, and he'll be he'll start shouting obscenities. And you can say errors, 
start being defensive and she'll run behind a, 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 a but she's really neither, neither <laughs> of those things happen obviously if you tell Barrett to be offensive he'll start shooting and using his abilities I'm not shouting uh, yeah and if you it, well it's spelt wrong you know I'm reading from a script here and then um, with Ares oh, so you've got it yeah yeah Mm. Um, and then with Ares, if you say be defensive, she'll hang back and be essentially the white mage that she is. Uh, I'd like to give it a go. It's not the end of the world if I can't, uh, you know. There's like a handful of really massive titles there. That's one of them. Yeah. The fact that neither of us got a go on it, I don't think. Like it's I say, it's not it's the not, end of the really world. It's not really that major, is it? We, it's not the end of the world. We've, we've seen and tried other things. I'm going to get it anyway. Yeah. But it's going to be on the Switch, so loading times aren't going to be as fast, and, or maybe not, um, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not going to be 4K, it's going to be locked at 1080 or 720 whilst I'm travelling. Mm. It isn't the end of the world. Yeah. I'm still going to buy it anyway. So we don't know what we're doing for day four. Um, but things to take from day three, it was chaotic in a very slow way, which is yes. weird to say. Slow um, and chaotic, yeah. Organisation-wise, meeting with people and finding places to chill and stuff, that was a bit mad. Sort of like Twitter later on in the day is really mad when we, when we got food. That was weird and mad. Mm-hmm. Um, we've possibly organised some things for later on. Yeah, yeah. For later on, well, early next year. Early next year, but a few other things later on as well, especially from the yeah, messages yeah, yeah. we got and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I fulfilled the 10 year wish of not the one I, I wanted originally, but I got a tattoo, which yeah. will be somewhere. I did take pictures of it before I got too angry. Yes. And by that, I mean when it was just red well, just afterwards before yeah. it started bleeding. It, anyone, so. anyone who has had a tattoo done will know the stage that you're in. Yeah. You are six hours off of the first needle going in. So anyone who has had a tattoo done, they'll know roughly what stage you're at. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, so we're not sure what we're doing day four yet. We may this, go to EGX. We may just go into town. We got some advice from Dylan. I was going to say, yeah, the uh, the thing. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a place called Four Quarters over in Peckham that he said we should check out if we get a chance. So we may do, we may go do that. We may just go and sit and chill at EGX and just sit and chill. Problem is that you can't really sit and chill there because it's really loud and yeah, really even the chill yeah, zones. Really so it's the the chill zones right outside of a. A live event area. Yeah, right. Where we're so, going to go see the DOA thing. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard to... And the place where we found to chill, it wasn't exactly for chilling. No, so, exactly. So, I mean, there's there's possibility of maybe meeting up with the B and doing something with him. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're, we're going to play it by you. See what we yeah, can do. Yeah, play it by you. Um, but yeah, if so we've, not... We've, we've done a lot of what we wanted to do. Or, and loads more. And loads more. Loads what we more. wanted to do at EGX. So, fourth day, I might go around to see if there's any little bits and bobs I need to grab. Like, check out match section or what have you. Yeah, um, I'm not planning on even taking my wallet to EGX tomorrow because I don't want to. <laughs> it does mean that if we go travelling anywhere, we'll have to come back to the hotel, but that's a minor inconvenience. But I, th- yeah. I think, if anything, I've spent enough on it, really. Yeah, I have spent way too much. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's all really great stuff. Mm. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing stuff that I've bought. And I'm sure that in six months' time, we'll go, what is this, Tat? But <laughs> right now, right now, that it's was amazing stuff. All the stuff that was thrust in front of us. Here, have a mask. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. So. Uh, Borderlands Psycho mask, by the way. That's what I was yeah, referring yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll have to check in with us. We might not do an episode tomorrow. We might, if we end up going into EGX and doing something fun, we will. Um, if we end up going to this four uh, quarters place, I'll see if I can get someone who works there to have a chat with us. 
Um, we'll 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 see what happens. We'll see what happens. If not, we'll take pictures anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly, we're, we're taking right? more pictures. Now, so, so keep an eye on the Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Right. Uh, in that case, then we'll uh, see you again next time. Mm. See you later, Squidgy. See you later, Squidgy. See you later, Squidgy. I had the fish. <laughs> <laughs>